Blog Talk Radio. WIJSF.com. Women in Jazz South Florida Inc. is a nonprofit educational organization that promotes women musicians globally through events, concerts, performances, clinics, lectures, workshops, articles, interviews, newsletters, courses, contacts, research, history, archives, websites, film, audio and video recordings, and recognition. Visit us at WIJSF.com. You're listening to blogtalkradio.com slash musicwoman with your host, Diva JC. Tickled to be here because, as a surprise, we have the cover lady of our magazine, Music Woman Magazine, and her name is Jeannie Cheney. 
And you, I I understand, are interested in asking her some questions. Is that true? Very much so. This is exciting. (laughs) So, Jeannie Cheatham, are you there? I'm here. Good. I'm right here. Miss Cheatham, how are you today? I'm doing fine, thank you. Good afternoon to both of you and all of our listeners. Yes. I'm going to let you two ladies take over because I have done a wonderful interview with you in years past. But Libra, I think you're going to bring the new light. So you two ladies have the floor. Thank you so much, Dr. Jones. Good afternoon, Lady Cheatham, Queen of the Blues. I can't tell you how excited, how excited I am to uh, talk to you and get a chance to get some insight from someone uh, so fabulous, really. The first thing I want to ask you, you know, your credits are so vast. Um, you've done so many incredible things, but as an artist myself, I'm really curious about your creative process. You know what what inspires you? Do you have a set routine of, of when you're getting ready to write a song or compose something? Does music come to you in your sleep or when you hear something? What what is your process? That's a good question. Um, because I, I really do believe in spontaneity, and mm-hmm. I, I sort of, I'm sort of a person that believes in uh, magic. Uh huh. And when and so it, a song can come anytime, mm-hmm. or from any source, as long as 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 it's from uh, high up there. Yes. And it always comes. And I never doubt when uh, that it will. And I never have a set. I just leave myself open for it to enter. Yes. And and that's not fancy. It just it just works that way with uh, most 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 jazz musicians have this uh, ability to just pull creativity out of the air. Yeah, that's where it comes from. Energy mm-hmm. comes from the, the energy comes from the creator, the creator. That's force, exactly the right. And I, I, I felt that's what you was going to say, mm-hmm. because most most musicians are spiritual people, not always religious, but spiritual. Right. So, so you're created uh, forces created to the infinite. Oh, so I that's that. how it's... it flows. Yes, that is that is wonderful. So do you do you have to write it down when you hear it or you run to the piano and play it out? Um sometimes it happens on the bandstand. Uh uh-huh. which is interesting. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. we're playing some other some other somebody else is playing and uh, and you hear every see, even at big festivals, I can mm-hmm. hear somebody talking way at the back of that big old crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe it or not, and and sometimes I could say, one time I heard an African man. I saw them come in, and mm-hmm. they kind of walked past in their robes and everything. We were in France, and uh, they walked past and they frowned at me, 
and they went toward the back of the back of the crowd, and uh, I said, I said, what was that all about to myself? Well, now I'm getting ready to start the group, and uh, as <laughs> soon as I hit, they said, one said, she's pretty good. The other one uh-huh. said, but I don't like her. Women should oh. not have power. Said women should not have power. Oh, no. I that. I, oh, yes, I did. <laughs> and so I said to myself, oh, okay, that was what the frown was about uh-huh. before before I even started. So, you know, you pick up the positive and the negative, but we, you know, we know what to do with all that. Okay. Well, I'm mm-hmm. sure they changed their mind before that concert was over. Oh, they certainly did. They came up to the bandstand uh-huh. and start and started talking uh, about different things and nudging each other, you know, mm-hmm. and wanted to know if I wanted to come to their home, and yeah. uh, which I naturally I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that was that was a very striking incident in my mind. I, I never forgot it. I said, "Well, I'm know. sure." I'm sure, but the creating goes on. Mm-hmm. Who do you listen to? Who inspires you? Um, I think a lot of different things. I'm pretty pretty eclectic when it comes to uh, inspiration, and I never know where it's going to come from because see, I like all kinds of music. In fact, mm-hmm. um, it could be it could be um, the hip hop kids. It could mm-hmm. be. Country music, and I do love country music, and um, uh-huh. and because I was raised in Ohio, not too far from West Virginia, and that's a uh, just uh, it could be anything. And gospel, naturally, I was raised with that because that's what I first played, mm-hmm. and the, or it could be uh, an aria, mm-hmm. you know. It's, and you can tell the difference between somebody that's just singing the notes. And somebody that is what has has the soul of music. Yes. So whatever they're yes, doing, indeed. if they have the soul of music, it comes it comes through, and I can hear it talking to me. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Is there any particular artist that you really like, or when you was growing up that you listened to that inspired you to do uh, to sing? No, because then when I first, when I was growing up. Being the Baptist lady that we were sorry for, <laughs> we mm-hmm. grew up Baptist, and so everybody sang, you know. Yes. And we had the my mother had the children's choir. Children is a is just like a with parentheses around it, because it was from about seven years old. I was I was about seven and a half, and uh, to my aunt that decided she was going to sing in the children's choir, my father's mm-hmm. sister. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and. Uh, so it was uh it was it was sort of like a children's choir with one grown lady in it, and my mother <laughs> couldn't my mother my mother couldn't get rid of her because that was her sister in law okay she wanted to sing no matter what that's right and she and we and we we just kind of shrugged our shoulders and, and and invited her in she was so happy, so that's where I first started and actually uh I think I was more inspired as a grew as I grew more. Into more uh, secular music, I grew more to listen more to horn players. I don't know why, not mm-hmm. piano players. Uh-huh. Uh, horn players, in, in fact, horn players. Actually, uh, I I emulate them when I when I solo more so than a pianist. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Of the horn players. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, see, very interesting. Now, speaking of secular music, what led you to meet me with your black drawers on? Everybody what? asked that question. I tell you, we were getting <laughs> uh, getting ready for a, for a recording session, and we naturally we had to stay up all night because my husband was a great procrastinator. Mm-hmm. So we were we had been up three or four nights in a row and all day and all night trying to get um, the ten tunes ready because mm-hmm. he did all the arranging and the orchestrations. So we so pretty soon I said, well, we almost finished at five o'clock in the morning. He says, okay, I'll meet you in the bedroom. I said, okay. I, yeah, there, and that's how it started. And okay. uh, so I said, what you want me to have on? He says, let me see. Man, <laughs> let me see. He said, maybe your black drawers. We just laughed and laughed. We thought that was so funny. And then I stopped. I said, that's a song. Uh-huh. So we stayed up to 7 o'clock getting that together. And it came out, the whole song came out. And so when we recorded, we didn't present that particular tune till the, till the session was over. We drove all the way to L.A., recorded with the group. And when the session was over, I said, we got one more song we'd like to try. But they'll probably never let us play it. Uh-huh. And so so we did. We, ju- we just hit it, and the boys made up backgrounds, made out riffs to play on it. It was just nothing was set in stone. The only thing that was set there was the lyrics. Uh-huh. Everything else was really just done on the spot. In uh, one take. How fabulous. And what, and what a hit. What, and the funny thing about it, I hate to, I'm not over-talking to you, but because I, I still wonder myself why this man, the record uh, produ- uh, producer and and the owner, uh, put that song, let that song in. Uh, in. And, and we didn't know he would do it. We just did it for fun. Mm-hmm. And that's how it happened. So, ladies... Wow. I need to introduce, interrupt you because just listen, be quiet.
They do. They're still recording it. Yes, um, it's, it's uh, wonderful. It, you'd be surprised. A, a, a lot of lot of country people, mm-hmm. a lot of country people record that song, and, and I see it on uh, YouTube. Yes. <laughs> and they yes. try so hard. That I just oh my goodness. I never even call them up and, and ask them. Wait a minute, where's my money? Okay. I just figured. I figured. I figured to myself that it it is a type of song that you just leave it alone. Everybody record it. Everybody enjoy it. Cause when we when we wrote it, we just wrote it for fun, and it's for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the that's the gift that you have, the gift of giving. Now, yes. speaking speaking of seeing things on YouTube. How how do you feel that the internet is impacting the music business? As far as just like you say, where's my residuals? Um, you know, I know it's really changed the game. So how do you feel about that, and what do you think is going to happen in the future to artists? I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I tell you one thing: uh, there's something about the courier. It carries what we do. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would never get heard. Mm-hmm. When True. you think about it in a positive light, that's our new mail carrier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you For know, sure. I, I do believe that. And because, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know about YouTube. Somebody told me, oh, you got some, somebody put one of my songs on YouTube. And I, I didn't even have a computer because I don't really care for electronics that much, you know, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, I guess my group doesn't. I'm 92, and I just can't get it. I don't get the hang of it. And okay. uh, I probably could if I want. My daughter brought me an iPod or a pad or whatever you want to call it. And uh, the only thing I like on it is Siri or Siri or whatever her name is. Siri. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I tell you, but if, if it wasn't for YouTube, I think none of us would be seen or heard enough to really make a career anymore because the audiences aren't there. Exactly. And going See? forward, it's, it's going to be more so. So it's going to be a, a new format where artists, we're going to really have to learn to go digital for sure. We're going to yes. definitely have to be uh, present online because – it's going to be quite a while before we gather in crowds for concerts. I believe so. Well, see, we're, see, we all work. Thank God we have an outlet. Yes. See, indeed. otherwise we'd be, the curtain, they pull the curtain all the way down. But mm-hmm. this way you can do something on, on, on YouTube or, or one of those streaming things or the clouds or whatever they have that one and, uh, and do your a new song that could become an international hit. Absolutely, and the world can mm-hmm. see it. Oh, yeah. absolutely, and uh, and and so it, it makes us also uh, watch our weight and watch the way we look. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't show up on on, on <laughs> a, a million right. screens, you don't you don't want to be looking terrible. Yeah, yeah you don't want people to say, "Well, what happened?" That's exactly right. <laughs> yes, indeed. But um, still, speaking of business, you know, how is it? How important is it for artists to own the rights to their music, like copywriting and things like this? You have to protect. You know, you have to protect your own thing. You, 
every I copyrighted every song ever since I was 14 years old. Uh, when I learned how to do it, and you have to, I remember when you had to send it in with ten dollars or seven dollars, and write it out a lead sheet and all that stuff. But uh, but now you can send in the recording, and still copyright your stuff, or you can do the poor man's copyright temporarily by uh, putting C on the on the on the music, and writing your name on it. See, uh-huh. but you have to, you need to really co- protect your gift. Nobody else is going to do it if you don't do it. Indeed. Indeed. That's excellent advice. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mean, you've done so many things. Tell me, I see you've done the Johnny Carson show, uh, specials mm-hmm. for PBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've won so many different awards. What would you say would be the highlight of your career? What made um, you feel like, oh my God, this is this is amazing. I can't believe this is happening to me. Um, I'm not sure, but maybe maybe it's not so much the awards, but um, uh, the different things we did as as um, just human beings when we were teaching at the University of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. We were called uh, by this uh, Dean Savides. In, um, in another branch of the university to be the first uh, visiting professors to go to Oxford Penitentiary and, and uh, uh, it's establish a degree program there. Mm-hmm. And we so we'd, we'd drive all the way up to uh, the, the penitentiary. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, we didn't find out until later that it was filled with hit men. Wow. Well, yeah. And 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 the thing, and they had one guy that wasn't a hitman, but he was kind of bloody himself too. He was an Irish guy, that that during the time they were having the wars between England and Ireland, uh, he he came to America and actually stole a tank and drove it across the country. They didn't catch him until they got to the harbor in New York. Well, he was there, and they had wow. this little eighteen-year-old kid, blonde hair. Blue eyes that followed me around and called me mom, and, <laughs> okay. I, I, and he was the nicest little thing. And I said, "What are you doing in here?" He said, "Well, I killed forty people." What? I said, "How do you do that?" He said, "And why did you do?" It? He said, "Well, I didn't know none of them." And so I said, so "Well, I keep my mouth shut." Okay, and be very careful. Oh yeah, because he he looked so innocent. You look in those blue, baby blue eyes and you say, all he could do is buy him a, uh, 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 an ice cream cone and, and walk down the street. But here he was in, in there with all these tough guys. And, wow. And and the, that's a, one of my friends. Anyway, I, but we learned a lot. And before we left there, we had our first graduates for the degree program. And uh, the rest of the professors, after we came in, they were all afraid to come at first, but after we mm-hmm. uh, started it and got the program going, uh, the only person that would go up there with us is two people. Ruth Harris, who played for Mahalia Jackson, played uh, piano and organ, for, uh, and also uh, this one, we, they didn't have a, a, Muslim, a Muslim uh preacher. Mm-hmm. They had Catholic and they had uh, a Baptist person. And they were all white, and so the guys, the black guys that were there, were asked us, "Could you please, after one, if we can have a Muslim 
because we're not all Baptists and Catholics and everything. We asked Wharton, and he was so happy to have us there. Till he said yes, and he let this person come in and talk to them, and they had their services for the first time. And, you know, I just felt like we brought life into a place there was no life. Exactly. Much needed, and I'm sure mm, they really mm. appreciate it. Yes. Wow, that's a wonderful story. Now, is there anything in the music industry that you would like to see change, especially for women? Well, I think I think we have to change the women. Mm-hmm. It's not the Meaning. business. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, women have all of us. I've done it too. We have a tendency to to sit back when we should stand up. Um, I've always been the boss of my band. When when my husband and I took the band over, we were equal partners. Uh, but I wanted it to be my way, and and the only way I could do that was be the boss and hire people. There you go. So you, in order to be the boss, you got to be very up on the business and know exactly what you're doing, because they give you these men that play with you, uh, give you one and a half chances <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to prove yourself, and you got to be better than them. And you have to run the business like a business. One yeah. thing about it, they all want that check. That's right. They all, they approve their loyalty by coming with. When you call, they put other things aside to go with you. And that's in fact that Sweet Baby Blues Band was started in 1983, and a, a lot of them died. We replaced them with people, but they still call. They called me up last week. The three of them had a conference call. I said Jeannie Cheatham. We just called you up to let you know something. I said, "What? What? 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 I'm supposed to know now?" <laughs> they said, "You were really, you were really hard on us." I said, "Well, well, we came a long way, didn't we?" Yes. It's a long yes. time to be together, and have that loyalty still, and they're still playing our music all over the world, which it, which the other little side things they did, they're not playing it, playing the music, and uh, so they're very proud of it, to have to be a part of that band. Because I'm proud to have uh, been a part of this band. And most all of them were band leaders in their own right, see. So mm-hmm. you know they knew they knew the score. Mm-hmm. And we never, had, we never had we never had a person on drugs and we never had an alcoholic well, we saw them near it when we were <laughs> we drank alcohol <laughs> after the gig. <laughs> but nobody was really into any um Real detrimental habits. So, and most of them had taught somewhere, had been teachers. So here is for the intellectual part of it. But but we were uh, in sync. We were intellectual equals. We were musical equals, and mm-hmm. we just always and we they had families and wives. Oh, I shouldn't even get into that, but I'm. <laughs> they had some of them had road some of them had what you call road wives, but yeah. that, I told them I would tell them I tell them look I don't want no trouble, I don't want nobody coming in here shooting up the band, I don't want <laughs> nobody breaking nobody's heart. I said so, so you take care of your business and you can stay. But as soon as I see a little bit of of a scandal or a problem, you're going. And yes, no drama here. Mm mm. Absolutely. Well, I, this is 
such a treat. And I, I'm telling you, left such a wealth of wonderful music that will go on and on. What what advice do you give uh, female artists now, the ones that's just starting out, um, and also the women that's out here already uh, trying to make their way through this music business, you know, how to hold on, how to make it last, and... Uh, well, do you have three hours? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I hate to tell you this. I know it would take a whole lot more than that, but, you know, just a little Hello. nugget of wisdom. I think, just like I said, first of all, the, Jeannie, my, see, my mother taught me to stand Jeannie. on my own two feet and really don't depend on men to do mm-hmm. anything for you. You have to be able to take care of yourself. You don't have to act like it. You don't have to act, you know, uh, be a lady if you can. And But the main thing, know the business. Learn how, learn really what it is to sign a contract uh, uh, and, and, and actually pick people that's going to be on time on the gig, you know, and uh, try to try your best to, be the captain of your ship. I have just turned your mics off because I don't think that you could hear me. We are at the end of this show. I will set it up again, and you can come back next week. How about that? Who are we going to have? Are a you series? ladies? <laughs> lesson <laughs> one. Lesson one. I have, one. To, <laughs> lesson one. I have lesson to mute lesson. you. Okay, Miss Cheatham, I tell you, I enjoyed our talk so much, and I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. You, you don't know question. how much this means to me. Oh, I do, because I know where you're going. Oh, I appreciate it. I know it. where you're going. I, I, appre- I appreciate it, and mm-hmm. I, you are so fabulous. Thank what you. A, what, an honor, what an honor. you got to be okay. Can be you yourself. hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Sure, I can hear you. I was just wondering (laughs) because nobody was saying. (laughs) Nobody was talking to me. Oh, don't feel bad. We'll talk to you next (laughs) time. Well, I I thank you, Doctor Joan Cartwright. Am I still on mute? So, Libra, why don't we do this again? But we have to talk about the book. We have to talk about Jeannie's book. Okay. Oh, indeed, indeed. So we're going to come right. back and talk so, about the book. Yeah, well, it's an ebook back. now. Mm-hmm. It's ebook in Amazon. We can do June twelfth or June nineteenth. Oh, whatever's good for Miss Cheatham. Well, I'll, can, uh, can can we talk uh, later, Miss Cartwright, Doctor Cartwright? Who I'm so proud of you. Yes. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> And I want to really we talk did. about education too, you know. Yes. Okay. Well, Indeed. I have I want to, to talk end about this. education. Let me end this episode, but okay. I will be in touch with you ladies after yes. Monday. Okay, okay. Very good. It sure, has, it sure has been a pleasure, boy. I never get a chance to really talk to two fine, educated, spotless women, and I just say <laughs> spotless because I'll tell you about that later. But I really okay. enjoyed every minute of it. 
Well, thank you. I enjoyed it, too. And and thank you, Dr. Joan Cartwright, for the opportunity. Yes, indeed. Okay. She's the boss. All right. Talk to you next All week. All right. Thank Ciao. You. Ciao. Later. WIJSF.com. Women in Jazz, South Florida, Inc. is a nonprofit educational organization that promotes women musicians globally.